I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. I am so happy that you've been able to join us for what's going to be a very empowering conversation for you today, a very inspirational one, I have no doubt. I have joining me one of my favorite people on the planet who's full of love and full of joy and who is the senior pastor of one of my happy places in the world, <laughs> Seattle Revival Center. If you haven't visited there, you have to go. It's awesome. They have hosted like pretty much every move of God in recent times, I think. And it's just a place, their whole team are just full of love. They're amazing. So it's my absolute joy and honor to welcome into today's conversation with me, the one and only Darren Stott. Darren, welcome. Liz Wright, what's up? This is amazing. <laughs> so great to chat with you this morning. I, I've been looking forward to this for a long, for a long time. Oh, me too. Me too. I, it's normally the other way around. Like always before I've been on Darren's show when I've been out in the States and we always have such an amazing time. His show is awesome. It's the Supernaturalist, isn't it? Yeah. On yeah. That yeah. That, that, that's how we met. Actually, somebody arranged for a podcast and you just came walking right in. I had just gotten off an airplane. We sat down and I, I didn't hardly know anything about you. And so I'm like, Liz, I hear you're amazing. You're incredible, but who, who are you? And then I was completely blown away from that conversation. Uh, a, a major I fan. Ever since. <laughs> I remember well, it's the mutual appreciation society. Oh, it's like, well, I, I had the privilege of being let loose on all of the, the congregation, the family in Seattle revival center while Darren was on holiday. We had a, we had a riot and it's like what it's one of the easiest places to just ministering in the world like sharing in the world because everybody's so hungry right and the presence of god is there because you guys just host him so beautifully and love and honor the presence like just nowhere else that i know i think or sort of one of the rare places in the world where his presence just is free to move so it was it was absolutely amazing it's glorious and i can't wait to come back i can't wait oh, can't wait to have you back can't wait okay darren i want to dive in and ask you questions about your amazing new book that in my opinion is one of the most important books at the moment it is very very needed by the body of christ it's called carve and it's releasing in the next couple of days am i right yeah, on June that one? 1st. here we go June 1st. Yay. The, the figure on this puppy yay it's fantastic okay i have a couple of questions for you from the book I mean, obviously share what is ever in your, your powerful spirit, but there is something that you said in the book you said, I'm just reading from my quote from my notes here. You said, it's not that God isn't willing, but it's our, the question really is, are we ready? And so my first question to you is what have you seen that's coming? Like, what do we need to be ready for? Do you see now? Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I, I feel like that there's no shortage of wine on the earth. I think his presence is fully available. There's no more veils. Uh, we have total union and access to the presence of Jesus. And so you say, well, okay, well, well, then if there's no absence of, of wine, then what's, what's the problem? <laughs> 
And I think actually uh, that we do have an absence of wine skins. I, I think that the presence of the Lord is fully available. Uh, but sometimes what we lack are the, the portals on the earth, those access points, those people, those, those, uh, those home churches, those mega churches, that doesn't matter what the size, those people that have covenanted, covenanted, uh, to hosting the presence of God and creating these, these convergence points on the earth where the big, strong, uh, fist of God can come through that place with his finger and say, come here. It's that invitation to come, to come deeper. And so, uh, you know, for, for me, my, my, uh, my, my grandpa was saved in a revival meeting. He was saved and delivered demons in a revival meeting. My, my dad was saved and healed of stuttering in a fuchsia picket meeting. I was saved, filled with the, with the spirit was called into ministry in Indonesia in the context of an incredible revival there in Indonesia. So for me, if it wasn't uh, for revival, I don't even know if the thoughts would even be, be Christians. And so, uh, so that's where I feel like uh, that's where my passion was in this project was to talk about how do we prepare for the invitation of the father to go deeper than we've ever gone before without allowing for the depth. Cause there is a pressure associated with the, with the depth of God. And we have to make sure that we have, we have families and communities and that we have uh, these places where we carved out a realm where we are prepared for the pressure that comes with the presence. Oh, it's just amazing. So you really are see, see, hearing is hard that revival, what you guys have experienced, you know, your family have experienced and what you've experienced at Seattle Revival Center, you know, every major move of the spirit, I think pretty much has moved through there, hasn't it? And because you have such a high value for the presence of God. So you see that the Lord just wants to inhabit us, literally the revival to be normal kingdom life experience on earth. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think that, you know, that I have the fullness of the kingdom within me right now. I know that we we share a common theology in our understanding of this glorious union that we have with with Jesus. The problem is, is that when you get two or more gathered together, uh, and and there he is in the midst of them, and we're talking manifestation, Mm -hmm. with that manifestation of his presence, comes power with great power comes great responsibility. And so I almost feel like there's a continual opportunity for there to be um, a manifestations of awakening and revival. And I, I know of so many communities where uh, they had no agenda. They just started gathering and all of a sudden God showed up and it was like, Oh, what do we do now? And now there's, there's popularity. And now there's, <laughs> there's a lot of right. dynamics that they didn't even ask for. And so right. uh, that's where, for me, I, I wanted to uh, talk about really uh, how, how, to, how to carve out a culture where we've got these shared values and, and disciplines so that when the power comes, it doesn't blow us up yeah. and that we yeah. have this deep, rich place of covenant community um, that can sustain a move of God. Cause I don't think that God ever says, okay, well, you know, I'm done. I'm, you know, I'm done with Wales, the, the, the Welsh revival two years. It's all they needed. They, they got enough people safe. Evan Roberts, I'm, I'm kind of bored with him. I'm done with him. No, 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 no. Like, uh, like, like moves of God don't end because God moves on like moves of God end because of 
of our humanity and our flesh and these and these yeah. these things that the Holy Spirit's putting his finger on and we just don't maybe have the tools or the, the humility or that or the perspective to really figure it out. And so I've seen moves of God blow up churches and in and, and families and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't God. It was just how do we how do we handle this? And I really feel like where we're going as the church, it we're we're about to enter into the days of the unprecedented where where the history books can't really even prepare us for where we're about to go into, I believe we're a greater things generation. So uh, because of that, it is important that we're able to um, begin to, to, to carve out this place of the non-negotiables, um, right. realizing that, that, that heaven honors those values that, that the Lord's looking for wineskins that he can pour in his wine. Uh, I love what you've just shared, Darren. And I think that it's just, it's so important because you're sharing from your life experience. You know, this is stuff, you know, because you've lived it and you live it and you see the fruit of this way of the culture of his heart that you guys are modeling, you know, and, and, are, and are committed to. So, I mean, I think that's why the book is so important because you are sharing these treasures so that, like you say, the moves of the spirit don't lift because it isn't the Lord going, yeah, I'm bored with you now. <laughs> He's desperately wanting to come and inhabit us corporately as well as within us, you know. So so can you share with us some of the treasures that in, in the book, like some of the these um, the cultural ways that you have learned are the non-negotiables, like you said, mm. yeah. to, to help us prepare for what's coming coming, what the Lord wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, we, I put together what I just refer to as like six disciplines and they, they, they all end with Asians. <laughs> so anyways, there's uh, it, it begins with um, expectation and then we go into preparation, um, communication and collaboration, celebration. And then I end with kind of the most uh, difficult of chapters and that's evaluation. And I'll just hit on that one really quick. Um, the thing is, is that oftentimes God can send something in one season that's a blessing that becomes a burden if we can't realize that there was a grace on a particular season to do something with the Lord. But then it's like it begins to evolve and it begins to go to the next level. And so that very wave of, this, of the spirit that created momentum in one season can cost this momentum and become a burden in, in the next season. So, um, so that's how, and that's a pretty heavy, I think if I started the book off of that chapter, nobody would want to read it. Cause it's, 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 <laughs> it's the whole thing of like, Jesus says that any branch that doesn't bear fruit, um, you know, it's, it needs to be pruned and, 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 and for us in the church, it's like, no, 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 you can't prune that. Like God grew that branch. Like you, that, that branch was your idea. So how dare us cut that thing off? And so the thing about this thing is it's a revival book, but it's brutally practical. And which we need, <laughs> we need for a sustained yeah. move. Yes, yes, yes. So that's, so it ends with evaluation. And then the, the final, final chapter is, is basically where I'm asking this question of what's at stake here? Like what's at stake if we as a generation say no to the Lord because tradition can give us um, uh, engineered desired outcomes where we get to remain in control. So what's at stake if, if we remain in full control and don't allow the Lord to do what he fully wants to do. And so I just asked that question because I, I really want to bring people at the end of, end of the book to this, to this point where there's a line drawn in the sand where they, 
they say yes to the Lord where I'm like pleading with people, like for the sake of our nation, for the sake of our generation, for the sake of what's happening and everything from education to government, um, yeah. to the, to the family, to new, the nuclear family, to our economics, um, are like a hundred more years of amazing sermons from Darren are not going to transform this culture, <laughs> you know, and, you know, in a hundred more whiteboard round tables with Darren, that's not going to do it either. We need a move of God and he's willing. So the question is, are we? Yeah. So the people, I mean, obviously this is for, we all want this. I mean, yes. there's not a person among us right on the planet that don't want the tangible heavy presence of God and his presence among us, just being God in our midst. So whatever expression, you know, whether you're three people at home or whether you're a mega church, it doesn't matter, right? It's just we all belong as part of the body of Christ. We can all host his presence, right? So can you give us a, a, a few practicals? So if people are just sitting at home right now, because at the moment, you know, there's people all over the world. Church is changing shape everywhere, right? It's messy at the moment. It's fabulous. We're all a big mess. Yeah. So there's one good time for Jesus to come in, right? <laughs> so can you give us a few practicals, Darren, like, if you're, if we're a few people just at home, like whatever expression you're in right now, and we haven't got a clue what to do, we have our own relationship with Jesus, but we want this. And we know, like you've said, to transform society, we have to have the presence of God tangibly in our midst again. We've got to have him present. Where do we start? What do we do next? What would you say are the like, th three or four of the most important components that you begin with? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that for most people listening right now, they're going to say, listen, I love Jesus. I love the presence of Jesus. I love encounters with Jesus. Right. And, um, and yet they're feeling like I, I feel maybe stuck or I feel like my influence isn't really, um, uh, uh, contributing to the dynamic of the church or to the culture. And I think, uh, there's, a, there's, I think there's, there's some hope deferred and discouragement, uh, within, within the body of Christ saying, um, uh, how do I fit with, 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 within, within the body? And there could be a lot of people saying a revival book, a wine skin book. Well, that's obviously just for leaders. That's, that's obviously just for people that are going to give an account to some sort of body of, of people. But I'll tell you what, the people that I'm most excited about right now are not full-time pastors and they're not full-time apostles or full-time prophets. Um, I, I, I love what Bill Johnson says. He says revival begins at home. And his point yeah. is that revival doesn't begin at a, at, at a church meeting because if a revival just circulates around an event, it'll only last for the duration of that event or for the duration of that conference. But if this is a, if, the, if this is a culture, if awakening is, is a culture and, and all of a sudden we start to see that we all have the ability to be catalysts of community, then all of a sudden, before we know it, revivals are breaking out in all kinds of shapes and sizes and, and things that, that uh, there's moves of God right now that we're not calling moves of God because we still use the old measuring stick for, for what a revival looks like. <laughs> but I tell you what, we've got a guy in our church and he was, uh, he was in construction and all of a sudden God just began to just bless his construction company. And he began discipling people and all of a sudden lives began getting transformed. All these like employees that, that, that he had, cause he didn't see them as employees. He saw his sons and daughters and he was doing these risky hires and these people are getting radically transformed in 2020 with the global pandemic at the height, like his company explodes during the pandemic year, which it shouldn't, it shouldn't do. And he's like, God is blessing me. God is blessing me. And God is like, 
Now I want you to shut your company down. And who shuts a company down at the height? Like, and, he, and he's bidding all these jobs for 2021 all throughout Seattle. Like this guy's doing really, really well. And so he says yes to the Lord. He pivots. He, he gets taken on at a, at, a, at a ministry that just launched right down the street from our church here in Bellevue, Washington. I think you've probably been to Bellevue. It's, Bellevue mm-hmm. is one of the most incredible cities. It's this modern, it's this uh, very affluent, influential city that we got Amazon there and Microsoft and Expedia and all these incredible mm-hmm. companies and right there in the middle of one of the most expensive uh, areas within our community. The Lord has established this ministry that's rescuing uh, women um, and uh, and they and they brought Phil on. And, and, and the reason why they did is because they loved the transformation stories of what he was doing in his construction company and now he's one of their uh one of their directors uh, uh ben carson who ran for president here in the the states he 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 did the keynote address at their launch just a couple weeks ago and what phil is seeing is revival i was on the front i was on the ministry line with him and his wife as a man was screaming out demons last sunday and there was phil a construction worker who's now the director of this incredible nonprofit ministry and him and his wife just standing in so much authority usually i was always the guy casting out demons these guys got so much authority. I just, I just, I was like, okay, I'm tired. I'm done. They stepped in and I'm telling you the, the, the coolest people, the coolest things that I'm, and I could go on and on and on with stories like that where anointings are coming on people right now that are saying yes. And it's almost like religion would say, you have no right to run with the fire of God, but the kingdom is saying um, that every believer is called to be a minister and an influencer and a catalyzer of revival uh, uh, communities. And we're, and we're seeing it. God is doing it. He's breaking all the rules right now. And it's, and it's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I could feel like fresh faith imparting off of you when you were speaking. It's so inspirational. I love that. God's not, he's got out of the box, hasn't he, officially? Come on, come on. on. We built our neat little world. We're doing the best that we can with where we're at. And the Lord's just gone. And I love it. So there were, so we, yeah, revival, the presence of God, the transforming, miracle-working presence of God is dripping from all of us, right? Everywhere he puts us and changing life. And I love that. Revival isn't cookie cutter. It's not, you know, he's moving in different ways. I know I could I could share loads of stories as well. I'm hearing similar things, like just people realizing they're in the middle of the marketplace <laughs> and their role in life is equally important. And they too are a conduit of God's power simply by living in from union, you know, sensitized to the reality that his spirit's inside of all of us. And wherever we are, if we just let him out, you know, presence will transform everything and the wisdom we can flow in and yeah he wants to he wants to be showcased doesn't he be be released from our lives wherever we're supposed to be wherever he calls us to be it's just so powerful so would you like what is the most important thing i mean i'm I'm asking you to share one thing i'm sure there is you know lots but what would you say is like the one thing that you have found to be the most important piece in stewarding his presence. You know what I mean? In, in maintaining that connection and stewarding his presence when you've, in through all the moves, because obviously you've gone through so many moves of his spirit in Seattle. 
Is there something that stood out for you that that is one of the treasures that you, your core values that you hold to, spiritual values that you hold to? Yeah, absolutely. And even though I'm talking about revival, 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 I, I think it's amazing, but it's not the end, right? It's kind of right. a, it's a means to, to, to an end. But yeah. what's, the, what's the end? And I think the end is the restoration of all things. And um, Me too. that is inaugurated by the Father heart of God. And you believe so, that's the time we're in now, the rest of the time of the restoration of all things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it's like, and we've all heard this before, broken people break people or hurting people hurt people, but healed people heal people. And I, I believe that a restored people will restore people. Restored communities will restore communities. Restored cities will restore cities. Restored nations will restore nations. And so um, I love revival because I feel like it's a, it's an interrupt. Uh, it's a, it's a disruption to 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 the cruise control of of just of that just the monotonous you know tradition that can render the power of God useless. However, what it does is it awakens us to the to the love of the Father that is so proactive. It is so assertive. The love of God that would come and knock Saul off his horse and say, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Like no you are wrong and I'm going to blind you because I love you. And I, and I feel like, uh, and I feel like this is the driving principle that needs to be our foundation. Uh, and, and it is the love of God. And I, and, and, and I worry sometimes because we can have an encounter with the love of God where it's almost kind of like it's, it's, we get inoculated. It's like, a, it's like a love vaccine where we have just enough of the love of God to inoculate us from the fullness of what is available. And I worry sometimes because we'll talk about the father's love and be like, well, yeah, I did that with Jack Frost back and he, and he was awesome. No, no, no. We don't, we don't just do that. We like, it's not something that's just been done. Like, like, no, I don't want the love vaccine. I want the fullness. I want the ocean. I want to, I want to drown it. I want to be, because I know that like what the Lord wants to do, I don't possess a, the, enough love. And, and I, and I know this for a fact that Darren Stott in and of himself, that I do not possess the love needed to do what the Lord wants to do through me. And so right. uh, that's where by his grace, <laughs> right. I need the grace of God. I love the grace of God. Yeah, <laughs> it's a place where uh, uh, um, uh, if there's any sort of pleading in my voice today, it's, it's that, yes, it's the love of God is the foundation by which the power of God can come and the church can be built and, and, and nations can be changed. These these three things Paul would say exist faith. Absolutely. Awesome. Hope. Yes. And love. Okay. But the greatest of these is love. And I think, I think that if, if the love of God had been a core value and all these different moves of God that we read about in the past, where would we be now? It's possible wow. it would have snowballed and they would have built wow. and built and built. And it's possible we could yeah. have had kingdomized nations by now. If there was a company of people that say, listen, we don't agree on all these, all these things, but we will choose relationship over being right. We will, yeah. we will value honor. We will value the love of God. You're my brother. You're my sister. So we'll fight for this place. And I think yeah. that that's what God is doing. It's, it's not just, we're not just creating culture. No, 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 no. We're, we're carving out a realm. And, and that's why I went with that title of, mm -hmm. of I, I don't want to just create revival culture. I love that. 
But right. no, no, I want to carve out a realm that can be multi-generational. I want to, I want to, yeah. I want to do something that can't be undone. Yes. <laughs> yes. To it, you know? Yeah. Ooh, that is so powerful. It's so powerful. I can feel it while you're speaking. I can feel his heart. And you know, when you were speaking, I just straight away, Holy Spirit was just drawing my attention back to Jesus. When we see him in the gospels, like he was compelled by love every second of every day, wasn't he? It wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. It was his love for us he was yeah. compelled all the miracles happened as he loved the people for god so loved the world and we are ultimately like you know all that jesus is is who we are now right we're ultimately becoming love and you know you guys when i come there it's one of the reasons why it's one of my happy places in the whole world because you love so well like all of you you cultivate that you choose it it's so obvious as your as your highest value, loving him and loving each other and learning how to do that. And it does, it creates that atmosphere of safety, doesn't it? It just, we build each other up, you know, with our love and people relax and open up and experience him more, yeah, much more easily, I think, when they feel safe, you know, and they feel their value, they know their value, they're being treated as, as valuable, to God and to you know to each one of us. So, oh my goodness, I love that. Oh man, yeah, Jesus, help us to Amen. be able to become love. Oh my goodness, Darren, we run out of time. Wow, is he jeepers? That just flew by. Will in just in finishing, um, will you pray? Will you just pray whatever is in your heart, just for everybody? And yeah, and I Absolutely. I pray just that you all become love. Absolutely, <laughs> you are anyway. That who you really are would begin to express like never before now by grace. So yeah, yeah, will you will you just pray, John? Absolutely, and thank you so much for the, for this invitation and f- to have this conversation, and also just mm-hmm. for your incredibly kind words uh, that you use for our community. I mean, you, you make us just sound absolutely amazing, and and um, so thank you, thank you. You that, are that's awesome. <laughs> that, 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 is so, that is so cool. Yeah, let's do this. Let's pray. Hey Jesus, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we honor you, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Just we, we, Jesus, would you just walk into the room with us right now? We know your, we know your presence is here, but we just want to take this second to say, Jesus, come, 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 come walk into the room, come face to face with us. Come heart to heart with us. We want you. We want who you are. And we just receive you, Jesus. And we dedicate ourselves to you. We dedicate ourselves to the desires of your heart. And Father, any desire within our heart that is not in alignment with the desires of your heart, Lord, we ask that you would come and illuminate those things within us right now. Lord, we count it such an honor to receive truth from you. And we know that where there's truth, there's freedom. So Jesus, would you just speak to us, Lord, in that place of grace, in that place of your love and show us if there's any sort of vents within our own heart where, where your heart isn't bending. And Lord, we ask, Lord, just like Evan Roberts prayed, Lord, that you would bend us, Lord, in the, in the, in the direction, in the area, Lord, where your heart is bending. Lord, we ask, Lord, for the sake of our, of our nation and our generation, on, for the sake of our children, 
Lord, that you would, that you would bend us, that we would not be bent by the culture or by the, the political thing, by any other pressure, but Lord, that you would bend us for the sake of your glorious kingdom. You have permission to inconvenience us. Lord, we would consider that such an honor. And Lord, we just conclude our time today by saying yes to you. Yes to a move of your spirit. We say we don't have to be in control. We don't want to be in control. Lord, we want you to be the king of your kingdom. And so we just declare our need for you, our desire for you, and our love for you. And Lord, we consider it such an honor to call ourselves sons and daughters. And Lord, I pray, Father, for just a fresh spark on hearts right now. <laughs> right now, God, that you send us a fresh spark that would come and ignite dry wood, that would come and ignite the wet wood that would come and ignite wherever our hearts are at, Lord, that you would come with your fresh fire right now and ignite a fresh passion in us to live life and life abundantly with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man. Wow. I, feel, I can feel Jesus' joy inside my spirit. Like, and I'm, I kept hearing the scripture from Psalm 2, the nations are the Lord's inheritance. And we are at the beginning of the greatest awakening that we've ever seen in history. There's so many of us feeling it and seeing it and feeling the momentum and and honestly, I absolutely believe with all my heart, Darren, that, that Carve is one of the books that's going to help us navigate this course well and become love. You know, everything that we were predestined to be, who we already now are in Christ, fully expressing out of us as we awaken to the truth and, yeah, and co-reign with him and seeing the restoration of all things. Wow. The future's bright. It's bright because <laughs> he's God of history. I keep saying this at the moment, but it's true, isn't it? There's lots of doom and gloom and negative dialogue at the moment around the nations. And all I keep hearing is Holy Spirit saying the future's bright. Just grab hold of my hand and come with me and co-create it. And we're going to, you know, we're going to, yeah, awaken in the church and then across the nations and see his kingdom come on earth. Yeah, amazing times are in. I encourage you all just to switch off the news for a while, do a news fast for a while, just for a little bit. And just refocus your gaze back on Jesus, spend time with him and get in the flow of what he's doing with every part of your life. Just, just rededicate yourself and jump in with everything that you've heard Darren talking about today. This is the invitation of the hour. Amazing, amazing, Jesus. Darren, thank you so much for giving us your precious time today. It's so brilliant talking with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Liz. This has been fun. So good. Yeah, it has. And thank you all for giving us your precious time today, too. And we pray you have the most amazing week and encounters like you've never had before. And look forward to being with you again next Monday. God bless. <laughs>